Yeah, it's, it's it's that sort of, it's going back to the sort of daydreaming that you sort of did as a child, you know, like, what do you want to be when you grow up and what do you want to do? And somewhere along the way, that sort of dreaming and exploratory sort of side of you get sort of bashed down and be sensible and be realistic and, you know, sort of do as you're told and be all boring like the grown-ups. Mm. And, you know, and you find yourself, I think so many people, find themselves living one life you know sort of waking up one day and going whoa whoa how did I get here <laughs> yeah that was Mary Claire Ashcroft in what I can only describe as a conversation that is like a magic elixir to remind us all that there is always time to reconnect to who we truly are and the life that we really want to lead for ourselves that kind of life we imagined for ourselves as a child she reminds us that there's always time to do this, no matter how lost we may have got along the way. So this conversation is inspiring, informative, helpful, I think, for me at least, um, and I hope it is for you as well. Marie Claire is a person who really inspires me to continue on the journey towards my most purposeful and holistic life. And so I hope that this conversation does just that for you. I'd love to hear what you thought of the conversation. If you have any questions, any ideas or anything that's come up for you, um, find me on Instagram at being underscore change and let's continue the conversation there. As always, the full show notes for this episode can be found at being-change.com. Let's dive in. Welcome to Create Shift podcast to support, encourage and inspire you to live your most purposeful and holistic life. I'm your host, Ellen of Being Change. I'm a yoga teacher, writer and purposeful and holistic living advocate based in Manchester, UK. Thank you so much for joining me on this adventure. Hello, Marie Claire. Welcome to Create Shift. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, do you want to get started by just introducing yourself? Sure. Thank you for having me today. So, uh, yeah, my name is Marie Claire, and I call myself a professional rebel. I am a photographer and self-discovery facilitator. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, lots of different facets to what I do, but that's kind of it in a nutshell. I'm kind of in the business of helping people realize how awesome they are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do um, photo shoots with um, sort of business owners. I do sort of event and sort of celebration photography, but I also do sort of self-esteem and self-confidence workshops I blog about self-esteem and mental health and sort of running a business with sort of, you know, not being perfect. And um, yeah, sort of all sorts of creativity workshops, sort of discovering yourself, um, how to be yourself and basically realize that you're awesome and not as bad as your head makes out it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess I, the first time we only met like a month or so ago something like that the first time and I um you're one of those people who when when you meet you you just uh you're so full of life um and like yeah really alive I think is, is just like like really alive energy that not everybody has and like I think it's really clear that you've spent a lot of time kind of working on that sort of 
realizing that you're awesome and that you can do what you want to do and like just looking at your website and stuff it's just like really it's really great it's really encouraging to just kind of like you know go and do whatever it is you want and and not listen to all those external voices and the shoulds and all of those things and like has that been quite um quite a journey for you in your life yes (laughs) (laughs) definitely well you know um I think everything tells you that you're not supposed to do that. So it's a, it's a heck mm. of a lot of untangling knots and expectations and sort of, you know, not just the external voices, but the internal voices. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's definitely been a journey, but I just knew otherwise that, you know, I I, I just always was born like I, and I felt like I didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. And for me... That was, yeah, I I felt like instead of embracing it and going, hey, I'm going to be like a famous singer or artist or something, you know, like totally getting my Lady Gaga on or something (laughs) like that. I just totally thought, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. I don't fit in. And instead of like, you know, embracing it and going all outward with it, I went all inward Mm. and started going down the path of like what society and parents and, you know, but my parents are pretty cool about that sort of stuff. But, you know, what everyone else around you was doing and being very self not um what's the word sort of really really sort of scrutinizing your every move so that you know like unsure of whether you're doing the right thing yeah and until I was so far away from where I was meant to be it just ended up in depression anxiety but I didn't realize it was anxiety because back then you didn't talk about it Mm. and um you know and I, I think when you feel a certain way you expect everyone to feel a certain way and you you know it's not until you start talking to people that you're like oh I feel like that too or you know yeah <laughs> or that's not um you know in air quotes normal and you know or that's not healthy or something mm. like that so um so yeah it's definitely been a journey one way until I was like oh no actually I can't, I can't live like this and unpicking and untangling all the knots and mm. um on this journey to where I am now and it's not perfect every day you know um something that I say to everyone is like you know you mentioned my energy and and everything like that and I got really happy when you said that it made me smile and gave me goosebumps (laughs) (laughs) but thank you (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) but um but I, I say that you know just because you see that you know I also get the opposite end yeah. of that sometimes um and that's okay you know I don't fight it anymore and I've made peace with it um but that is still normal you know everybody you know from you know whether it's your mate down the pub or I don't know someone like Beyonce I'm sure she has her days of self-doubt and self-loathing yeah. and everything like that so it's completely normal and I think that's that's what I want to do is I want to take the focus off everything that we criticize ourselves for and focus on the shiny awesome bits because we've all got them we just mm. need to embrace them and sort of put the other stuff to the side and go yeah well, we've got that can't do anything about it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and accept that that's human I think sometimes at the moment like especially with all the media that we're surrounded with and and then you add social media on top of kind of the more regular media but the older media that's been around for longer and stuff and then and then you add in kind of the expectations of a society in the way that we are like I feel like we're all trying to live up to like certain ideals and models of being and like these sort of things that are kind of presented to us as how things should be and it's all kind of 
perfect and 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 even if it's not perfect even if it's embracing flaws it's only embracing flaws in a certain way and all of that sort of thing (laughs) yeah rather than just embracing the fact that we're all human yeah totally it's it's like we're all just you know we're presented with the we're not enough I mean look you know Mm. I you know imagine growing up with with filters you know like when I was growing up you couldn't just turn your face all smooth and mm-hmm. wear bunny ears mm-hmm. and present mm-hmm. that side of yourself to the world you know it's it's about everything being like oh changeable and what you are is not enough and yeah it's 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 uh yeah I'm sort of having a little rebellion like no that's not what we're doing <laughs> yeah yeah um, here are my warts and all and you know you've got them too so let's talk about them <laughs> mm. yeah so what do you think about social media seeing as we mentioned that like in terms of through the lens of all of this stuff I mean you just touched on it a little bit but yeah I think social media is awesome but it's a double-edged sword because you can go into the rabbit hole what I call um on my phone I've got a little folder called scroll holes (laughs) because it's so easy to just go out zone out and just keep scrolling like whoa I've been doing that for 45 minutes and I'm sure I only came on to check an email like that um it's a double-edged sword you know I said something earlier about not fitting in and even amongst my friends growing up you know I was always sort of like on the fringes is like oh the quirky one the mm-hmm. wacky one the you know sort of all the labels of slightly kooky mm. L- lovable you know like everyone loved me and wanted to have me around but it was like almost a pat on the head the sort of you know slightly quirky one yeah and it took sort of things like starting on my space initially and then um, moving on to Facebook and sort of realizing that there are other people like me out there and mm. sort of being able to find my tribe um and then you know through that sort of finding you know like I met you through something that I found out you know on the internet or you know from an event from another you know that led to another event kind of thing and I wouldn't have found about out about that um if it weren't for the internet and then I guess there's things like podcasts where you know you can listen to sort of similar opinions and so so it's really good Mm. to sort Mm. of put yourself in touch with stuff like that but then it can also you know it can also lead to an echo chamber as well where it's like you're hearing the same messages over and over and over again and then if you bump into somebody else with a different opinion you're like how dare you and then it goes on all the you know you suddenly start turning into a keyboard warrior or not me personally (laughs) but you know suddenly if like all of your friends are of a political sort of you know mindset or or something and then you meet somebody else who is believe something else then suddenly it can get really aggressive and so it's it's in moderation basically it there are some amazing things I've made some great friends yeah but I've also had some terrible experiences too when it's such a time waster like I said I call it a scroll <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so true and I think like it is really great for finding other people who are like you and kind of helping you feel like you fit in more and I know so many people who really relate to that um, and I've made some great connections and met some really brilliant people through social media but then also there's that thing of when you find all those people who are like you and your tribe and stuff you then get comparison um amongst those people so rather than then comparing yourself to the other people who like you know you're like oh I don't fit in with those people I'm not like them I'm not fitting in with kind of the mainstream or whatever you then find the people who you do fit in with but there can be that that thing of oh well, they're doing this and should I be doing that or yeah uh, and that self-doubt coming back in there yeah totally is, uh, yeah <laughs> it's just part of being human yeah. you know um if, if you look at like 
like a lot of my friends are having like kids at the moment and you know as the kids and the toddlers sort of mm. grow up how they get about is by watching everyone else and so that's sort of programmed into us is to sort of watch and learn from each other mm. but I think it's just when you let the sort of mind monkeys sort of go into comparisonitis <laughs> comparisonitis sorry yeah. um but no it's good because sometimes I find that looking what other people are doing can inspire you yeah it can stick a, a rocket up your ass and sort of motivate you but you know I guess it's sort of understanding that we've got that voice in our head that isn't always our best friend and so it's mm. knowing when to sort of feel inspired and go with the positive gut feelings or feel sort of knocked back by the sort of negative heaviness of the voice in your head you know which does serve a purpose but mm. it's sort of knowing that sort of differentiation and like um I wish that you know instead of like you know sort of Pythagoras and algebra and all that sort of stuff that we learn at school you know maybe you know they taught you a bit more about the ego and the voice of the voice in your head that isn't you you know that would be way more yeah. useful <laughs> God, there are so many things I've actually written a list that I need to publish somewhere at some point called things I wish they taught in schools and it's all okay. stuff like that alongside how to have good sex um <laughs> like... oh that would be awkward if you heard like your biology teacher <laughs> I think that'd be a bit cringe <laughs> yeah yeah it would have to be delivered right but rather than the um I don't know putting a condom on a banana or whatever you know <laughs> Which is cringeworthy yeah. enough, but I, uh, stuff like that and stuff like yeah. how to have good adult relationships. and Yeah, no, totally. I think they're just uh, so old-fashioned. And again, it's that sort of put you in the box, you know, make you a good worker, make you a good obeying citizen. And I think it's just so outdated these days, school. But, you yeah. know. Yeah, and you're right. It is fitting that whole system of, yeah, being the good worker and kind of going to your job and showing up and doing the thing and yeah yeah and it is all it is all like boxes like I I do a lot of it like in the movement stuff that I do and you know Mm -hmm. yoga work that I do and just in general like I really like to encourage people to move more in spirals and more in circular motions and and branch out that way because we're so in boxes and our our world is so linear Mm -hmm. and I think it's so beneficial to to connect to the body in that different way that is more kind of feels more um uh naturally human more like innate more kind of tribal or like going back to our roots kind of thing well we don't live in our bodies anymore it it took it took me to you know a lot to realize that you know I was completely living in my head Mm. I completely um dissociated from my body um from sort of mental health issues Mm. um I had uh PTSD or I have PTSD I don't know what what the proper Mm. technical thing is I've had therapy for it but um but, you know, it's just sort of being aware that sometimes it's like that driving home and not knowing how you got there. Yeah. Um. Sort of that's the best way I can sort of describe dissociation and then we're not in our bodies and it's sort of so healing and so helpful and it makes you feel human and alive to be like, oh, that stretch feels amazing yeah. or that wriggle, you know, it's like, oh, that's juicy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you're right, um, it has such a such a deeper effect than just stretching your muscles. Yeah, it's totally amazing. Just makes you feel alive and reminds you why you're here and just go, oh, yeah, I don't need to spend all that time in my head. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You you wrote this really nice thing um, that I wrote down from your website that just said about uh, our body is our sat-nav. Yes. Um, which I thought was really lovely. 
Um, oh, thank you. Well, it's true because I think, you know, going back to the whole living in your head thing, we disconnect from our sort of our butterflies in our tummy and our intuition and our sort of sort of heart energy as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we struggle to make decisions. So we go into our head about, you know, all the logical sort of things. And sometimes like your tummy, you know, your tummy never lies. You know, like if you meet someone <laughs> and you're... <laughs> Screw hips don't lie. It's the tummy never lies. <laughs> There's so many bits of your body that don't lie. It's just we ignore them. It's like parts of you tense up, parts yeah. of you um, churn. And, you know, like I, I'm not the only one in saying this. I mean, you will have done this or um, your listeners will have done this where you've met someone and you don't know why, but you just get this horrible like heaviness. Mm. And that's normally like your intuition going, nah, this isn't a person for you. You know, whether they're going to just be a not nice person or they're going to be trouble down the line mm-hmm. or whether they're, you know, there's a million reasons for it. But, you know, they're the sorts of things you need to listen to. It's probably like the most obvious example that we probably notice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's so many different things. You know, like if I have a business decision or something that I need to, I need to do you know if I if my head's scrambling around for it, it's like right I'm gonna go for a walk or a yep. sit or something and you know yeah. my body will tell me yeah. <laughs> eventually and it is amazing like when you're uh, when you start to tune into this stuff you can really pick up on how you feel about things like if you're talking to someone about something I don't know say it's a about a decision that you've got to make and your body will be giving you cl- uh, clues as to what you actually feel like maybe you're physically drawing backwards Mm. Well, that's a clue that you don't really want to do okay. that or there's some resistance there. Um, got goosebumps when you said that, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that. Goosebumps all over the place in this episode. Yeah. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's true though, isn't it? And it's uh, our bodies can tell us so much and they also tell other people so much because other people mm-hmm. are picking up on these cues from us as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's definitely a way to know yourself better. And... Mm. Um, it's interesting. I was I was just recorded an episode with um, a nutritionist, um, Rose White, yesterday, and we were talking a lot about learning to trust your body again around intuitive eating and food. And it's it's the same sort of thing here, isn't it? Just trusting that your body knows, and that's also yeah. having that belief in yourself that you are awesome and and good as you are. Yeah, you you deserve something nice rather than just going for the uh, the oven pizza again or something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that you can listen to yourself because you're right. You know, your, yeah. what your body's telling you is right. You don't have yeah. to doubt yourself. Um, totally, I think we sort of like a step somewhere along the line we step out of trusting ourselves so we always look for other people's approval and Mm -hmm. opinions and input and all that sort of stuff and I think you know that's probably part of it but that gets picked up all along the way really from from your parents and school and everything Mm -hmm. really so so yeah come back to your bods peeps (laughs) yeah yeah in a nutshell basically (laughs) that's it so Talk, talk to me a little bit more about what you do then as a self-discovery facilitator and how you support people to get into this place of thinking and feeling that they're awesome. 
Yeah, well, sort of one of the main things that I do, I mean, I started off um, as a happiness teacher. I mean, I give myself all sorts of wacky job titles <laughs> for the fun of it. So, you know, I wasn't calling myself a photographer for a bit. I was a moment capturing goddess. And when I was sort of teaching happiness, it was like, I'm going to be a happiness ninja because it's like, hi, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like hit away all the negativity. But um, I sort of realized that, you know, everyone wants to be happy but there's sort of like different sort of flavors of it. And when I sort of came down to thinking about what that was, it's like everyone's version of happiness is different. So you can't tell people what, what it is that they need to do. And to find out what makes you happy, you need to know yourself, like what your sort of values are, Mm -hmm. you know? So some people, you know, what makes them happy is family and sort of community. And some people it's sort of, achievement and career and sort of you know personal growth and some people it's like you know adventure and freedom and stuff like that so you know you you give somebody who's sort of family-based you know with their value system and you tell them to sort of go and be spontaneous and go on an adventure that's not going to be right for them Mm. and sort of vice versa so it all comes down to sort of getting to know yourself and a lot of people go oh you know what if I find something that's horrible or what if I find out if I'm a massive knob (laughs) and I think that's like a common like um common fear um and so part of the sort of self-discovery is like you know opening up to the fact that you know you're a human you have positives and you have you know air quotes again negatives I guess that's the wrong terminology but you have you have things that are positive you know good for you and things that are you know work against you and sort of the best way I was sort of doing that as well as sort of just sharing my own experiences was like what's going to work for me because um sort of my upbringing and everything like that meant I had a terrible memory I got into photography um because I had a bad memory and I just wanted to remember things Mm. and so as well as not remembering sort of positive experiences and clinging on to the negative things I wasn't able to see who I was so I wouldn't be able to see I was a nice person and I wasn't wasn't able to see sort of the things I brought to the table because my head was stuck in the negative so I um I developed something called the the big book of I'm awesome which I now lead as a sort of workshop and I am creating it to be um an online sort of workshop as well for you know I I would like this this sort of stuff to get out there to more people and it's basically about creating hard evidence (laughs) that you're not as bad as your head tells you you are so on those days where you think actually I'm going to put myself out there for that you know job promotion or follow that idea that I had for that business idea or something and then the minute you sort of have that idea and the fuzzy warm energy runs off, you know, um, that's when the sort of negative voice comes in mm. and tries to sort of like piss all over your chips. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so it's, it's about creating something that's hard evidence to say, actually, I'm not as bad as I uh, as I think I am. So it's, it's basically about looking at your life with a bird's eye view. Mm um because I think you tell yourself a story and it sort of repeats itself so whatever happened when you were six you then sort of tell yourself oh well that's how life is you then completely sort of like viewing the world through this sort of you know whether it's rose tinted glasses or poo colored glasses Mm -hmm. or something like that you sort of 
colours your experience. And I think it's only until you get a bit further down the line and then you can take a step out and zoom out and actually have a look with some fresh perspective, you know, because a lot of people sort of cling on to their mistakes Mm. and their bad decisions and stuff like that. And at the time, they're really horrible because, you know, they, you know, you suffer because of them or, you know, you didn't listen to your intuition and you went out with the boy you probably shouldn't have done. But then you can realize by doing the sort of process that I do with people that all of these decisions have actually served you in some way Mm. in that, you know, you have become stronger or you have learned that you deserve more, you know, like use the example of a crappy boyfriend or something um, that, you know, you can look back and went, oh, well, at least I learned, you know, by going out with this person that I deserve more so that you kind of yeah. almost upgrade next time. Yeah. So all of these sort of things or whether you you worked in a career that was completely wrong for you, you can look back and go, well, actually, I learned that I don't like sort of the same thing every day or yeah, I'm yeah. really I'm really not a computer person. So all of this is like actual um research life research yeah um so it's it's just about giving people that sort of new set of glasses or something to look at themselves with and then creating this sort of um this sort of hard evidence Mm. and uh let me just take a last sip of water one sec (laughs) and um yeah so i do that all um in a creative process so it's quite an arty project Mm -hmm. because um I don't think anyone makes enough time for sort of coming out of your yeah. head. Yeah. And, so, you know, it's it's a process of making yourself something that's like a keepsake. So it's actually mm. a special thing that is all about you. Nice. Um, so, so, yeah, that's kind of the process I, I, I work with people, whether it's, um, you know, one-to-one or workshop-based or, you know, just I think I, think I realised as a, as a photographer – um, you know, because that's where I started before I went to the sort of self-discovery stuff mm. is sort of being able to see the bits that people can't see themselves. So, you know, when I'm photographing someone, you know, I, I see their light. I see, you know, what you said you felt from me. Mm. I, I see that in people before they can see it for themselves sometimes. And so yeah. sort of being able to photograph that and then show them back to to that person like oh wow that's me yeah and I, I love that as that the idea of like photography as a way to see yourself you know how yeah. you said you use photography for yourself as a way to support memory but also to kind of see yourself and that's yeah oh, that's a, a really lovely concept of yeah, yeah. I used it to heal you know which yeah. is you know which is a great thing I sort of like I guess everything I've picked up I've used as a sort of as a an assistance or something to as personal growth and mm. just try to share that with people that don't need to cling on to the negative and the expectations and everything yeah. let go of that and focus on the shiny bits because yeah. they're happy <laughs> I think um I just wrote down as you were talking just earlier uh, about the um the big book of I'm awesome about and, and all of that process about um failure I just wrote down failure and um it's just because I was thinking everything you were saying it seems to come a lot from um, the fact that our society really doesn't place any value on failure. No, not at all. Um, and really, failure is a terrible thing. And we get taught that from really early on. Um, 
And actually, you know, just like everything you said, failures, there's usually always something positive in a failure. We always learn from something. We learn about ourselves or uh, we usually learn about ourselves, but there's usually a positive in a failure and it's it's usually the only place we can grow, really. Um, but we don't get taught that. No, totally. Well, basically... If you, if you sort of go back to, to the school sort of analogy yeah. again, like, I don't know, say you're, say you're great at art and theatre or something, but you're terrible at maths. Mm-hmm. You are taught that, you know, don't embrace the theatre and the art. You've got to go back and really focus on on your maths and get that right. And, and you're not allowed to sort of be rubbish at anything and, but it's it's the messing up. You know, most business people, all their best ideas have come from multiple failures. And I think, you know, I've sort of met people along the way who who have in one way or another sort of taken a bit of inspiration from from what I'm doing. But then, you know, maybe they've decided, oh, I'm going to start a blog, too. And then nobody reads it. And it's like, well, nobody read my first piece of writing, you know, and, and it, it's sort of allowing yourself to sort of go past that sort of all the all the sort of cock-ups that we're taught to sort of avoid yeah yeah um and I think any any business person who and it it doesn't matter whether it's just business or anything you know you grow from from making these mess ups and you know again air quotes because it's it's not messing up it's it's discovery and trial and error and finding more out about what is right and what isn't right for you yeah yeah I just I'm all about the failing (laughs) yeah me too I didn't used to be and the reason I am now is because I had the biggest failure ever um in the so I I make theatre as well as as doing what I do here and um I just did this production uh that was total mess it was awful it was the biggest failure it was a really really terrible uh train wreck um and from that, like, it was really bad for a bit. And then, like, I pulled myself out of that. I and mean, then some really good things came out of that. And now yeah. I'm all for failure. Um, and actually, I just did a little Google because I was like, oh, I know there's a really good quote that's often shared about failure. And mm-hmm. there's, there's two. So there's one from Einstein where it says, anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's one from um, Thomas Edison that says, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's that kind of attitude that that we need more of. Like yeah. that needs to be taught in schools. We'll add that to our curriculum. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, in in saying you know, we're both saying we embrace failure. It's not fun when it happens. You still no. have a cry or yeah. a tantrum or something because you've spent time and energy. But it's through that that um you get you know you wouldn't have had the next idea mm. had you not done that sort of yeah. mess up yeah you know we... a friend sorry no go on no a friend of mine um I caught the end of her doing a live stream um on Facebook and I, I literally caught the end of it and I just got the vibe that she wasn't in a good place so I just messaged and said are you okay and she's like oh mate that was a train wreck but then like maybe the next day she wrote this really beautiful post and she said, you know, I wouldn't have got here unless I did that absolutely appalling live video, you know. Mm. And, you know, sometimes we've got to go through the sort of the pain and the shame and the blush cheeks and the, oh, what have I done? Yeah. But that's when you get the sort of clarity that, oh, 
Yeah. And it's sort of you've got to you've got to go through that. It's like walking through the muddy yeah. the muddy field to get to the festival. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was gonna say you've got to be open to seeing the diamond in the dust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so many analogies. Yeah. Pretty uh, terrible one I've I think of, of mine, but there we go, I'll move on from yep. that. Yep. Uh, um yeah, but it is about being open to 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 seeing the learning in the failing. And if we're so obsessed with the fact that we failed and that's so awful and that makes us a terrible person, we're probably not going to be open to the learning from it. Yeah, well, it just goes back to sort of what what sort of I'm trying to do with the big book of I'm Awesome. It's like if we focus on the bad feelings and the failings and every time that we've done something that's not shiny and perfect like society wants us to do, you know, we we need to focus on the things that work. And, and the thing is, is like, you know, I guess like, how many selfies did it take to look perfect? Yeah. <laughs> you know, all 200 before you got the right angle and the right bout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't pout to save my life. I, I just stop trying. I just take a picture and I'm like, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> now, I try and do the pout occasionally for a laugh, but it's like, mm, it looks like I've got a moustache yeah, now, so I'll yeah. stop that. <laughs> I just look like a duck or something, so... <laughs> um, yeah. Um, oh God, I just said something I was going to say, and now I'm thinking about ducks. <laughs> what was it? Oh my God. Oh yes, it was about how hard it actually is to uh, praise ourselves. I mean, I personally have a really hard time with sharing anything good that's happened in my life with anybody, even the people closest to me, um, and a really hard time celebrating anything. Like I just move on. You know, if something happens. If I achieve a goal, uh, I move on to the next one, and like. Ages ago, about five years ago, I got a new job um, and I'd said to myself, well, if I get that job, I'm going to treat myself to a new a new bag that I've wanted and I'm still waiting on that bag. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's so that's something I'm really working on. But um, is that something that you find with a lot of people that you work with that they have a hard time sort of accessing this, this the good stuff? Yeah, totally. Well, you, you literally just um, replicated a conversation I had just before chatting with you. Really? I was with a friend who owns a shop and we had exactly the same conversation. So, yeah, the whole thing of like not wanting to sort of celebrate our wins, that comes totally, like I believe 100% from, you know, when you're a kid and someone goes, stop showing off or look yeah. at her, who do she think she is? That's just programming. You know, all of a sudden we're like told, oh, you can't show off or be happy about stuff like that and and the sort of the talking to yourself like negatively or not praising yourself like you know I say to a lot of people you know the, we, we would never talk to our friends yeah. or our co-workers the way we talk to ourselves because mm-hmm. we literally would not have any friends mm-hmm. so you almost have to treat yourself like a your friend yeah. or your or your own child you know all of us have got these like sad little inner children inside of us yeah. and we have to we have to be encouraging um you know we're constantly like next 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 we never stop and go um oh yeah I've done this and um this is like one thing that probably help you and maybe some of your listeners is like you know how we all have a to-do list mm. Um, and it never finishes because yeah. there's always by the time you cross something out, you have that, well, that one minute of like, woo, I've done it. And then you're like, oh, hang on, I've thought about something else. And yeah. the, the to-do list never goes away. Mm. So what I get like a lot of people to do is an I've done list. Mm. And so at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. And sort of like, you know, to sort of upgrade that sort of list, 
you can do like a couple of like um grades of like marks out of 10 for pleasure marks out of 10 for achievement from each of those items on your um i've done list because it sort of gives you a reminder if you're like being too must be strivey achievey to get things done but not make any time for pleasure or if your i've done list is all i'm doing is being you know like a pleasure junkie it's like oh hang on i'm not being very productive here so it's about getting that fine line of balance Mm. you're actually celebrating going woohoo i've done stuff and you've actually got it on a piece of paper and Mm. you're sort of like looking at your life balance at the same time so just a just a little thought yeah that's a great idea yeah that's really good that i've done this so you know mini celebrations and like literally as soon as you've like written something on it go and do a happy dance or you know yeah, love a have a cheeky dance. bum wriggle yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the best i love that um something i've started doing recently as well um so i'm working with a coach at the moment and we were talking about um sort of this sort of thing of how uh, i have a hard time sort of celebrating stuff and all of that um and so something we talked about and that I've started doing is because I, I like to try and keep a gratitude journal at, at the yeah. end of the day, which is lovely. But then my coach suggested, oh, why don't you create a, a gratitude journal for yourself or like stuff you're grateful for yourself for doing or stuff that you're yeah. proud of. And that's been really good as well. Um, yeah. And which is great. And it's, it's, it's practicing, isn't it? It's just, um, it's a muscle that you have to keep using this celebrating yourself, um, you know, it's not that, oh, you can't do it because it's just something you find hard. It's just you need to keep doing it and then it gets easier. It's like all things, really, yeah. you know, whether it's going to the gym or or being sort of, you know, self-congratulatory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we spend so many years making up these sort of bad habits of like, you know, sort of eating junk food and talking unkindly to ourselves mm-hmm. um, that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I've done my gratitude journal for today or, or something, like, I don't feel any better. But, you know, if you've if you've been spending, like, 30 years of your life eating khaki food and, and speaking unkindly to yourself, you've got a lot of time to spend sort of doing the opposite. Mm. You know, you don't go to the gym once and expect to be buffed. No, yeah. <laughs> you've got to do it for, like, six weeks, six yeah. months, you know, yeah. whatever. And it's, it's a practice, all of it is a practice, you know, yeah. and you've just got to sort of incorporate it into your daily stuff and just realize that you know you are worth spending that time on yeah because uh, what else are you going to do yeah and I think you just touched on something really interesting there as well which comes up a lot when I think about this stuff and when I talk to people is that this kind of work is hard as well yes. and it's a discipline and a practice and it's as hard as going to the gym maybe it's even harder for some people mm-hmm. um and I don't I don't think we we hear that that much in kind of the self-care world maybe or the self-development I mean maybe we do a bit but not sort of in the stuff that you might see on social media like the kind of posts that you the quotable graphics or whatever it is yeah we don't maybe get shown how hard it is and we we don't so we therefore don't expect it to be hard and then when when it is we, we stop yeah well it's the same for anything you know we see on social media we see people's highlight reels mm. And, you know, we notice when people have done the sort of work and stuff. But I think because we live in such a like instant gratification sort of world, you know, we are taught that, you know, these days, oh, hang on, everything's got to be done like instantly. You know, I want to watch a movie. So I'll go on Netflix now. Mm. 
um, you know, we we want to listen to something, we go on Spotify now, you know, like mm. you don't sort of, you know, even photos are instant. You don't sort of have a roll of film and wait a week and go, oh, God, what did I take pictures of? Yeah. <laughs> Everything is like now, 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 now. And I think we've sort of lost the ability to sort of have that sort of patience and the sort of gratification from doing something regularly. Mm. And I think, you know, when we don't get, we don't get that instant gratification we then sort of slip into procrastination because we don't want to do the work and Mm. um yeah so it is tough but you know at the end of the day um a lot of the work that you put in and I'm not saying it's perfect every day you know I slip up uh, I'm far from perfect um but you know in doing the sort of self-work that I've done you know I'm a million times happier than I was like you know 10-15 years ago when it is by putting in the um the the work to sort of untangle the knots and take everything you know every sort of badge or armor or something that you've picked up that isn't you you've got to sort of set that all back down and unravel and Mm. unfurl and yeah and I love all that um, language you're using the unraveling and the untangling because that's how I've felt for the past few years when I since I started really diving into this stuff it's like you pull at a thread and then you find another knot and then you pull at that one and you find something else and it's like you're just unraveling constantly yeah and you come back around to the same issues I think yeah I think people try and think of some themselves as fixed or better yes. or and it's it's impossible yeah. you know um our issues and and sort of things we need to work on it's like peeling an onion you know you get through one level yeah um and you're like ah okay I've taken that off you know emotional baggage down ah you carry on with life a little bit longer and then you know something comes back and you know sometimes it's full circle you know an issue you thought you'd worked on comes back round in a different shape and you're like oh god not this again I thought yeah. I thought I'd healed this <laughs> and I think the thing is that you're saying there is it's it's ongoing isn't it like it's never we never end and it sort of it touches on that that thing that I was talking about how our society is, is very linear we like to go from a to b we like to start this thing and then we'll be finished we'll be perfect we'll be fixed and actually it's like you just said it's it's full circle it's it's that more cyclical thing yeah, um it's- it's cycles it's you know i think if we go back to thinking of ourselves more like nature yes peaks and troughs and seasons and cycles um you know i try and sort of explain that we're more like trees because you know we have our seasons of growth and and you know spurting and stuff like that but we all need whether it's per month or you know even following the annual sort of seasons Mm -hmm. we need to take that rest we are human beings not human doings yep and um the world we live in just tells us to go 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 achieve 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 and some of my best stuff has come from actually putting putting the toys down and settling and resting and hibernating yeah and we don't allow ourselves to do that and we Mm. you know particularly women we are we're like the moon you know we have our different cycles every month and you know we have times in the you know weeks and months where we are more sort of masculine go 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 energy and then we have to sort of retreat and Mm. nourish ourselves and you know we are not linear we are cycles Mm. and peaks and troughs and I think you've just got to got to learn to unprogram that sort of linear go 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 programming that we've had yeah which is again not easy to do but yeah I nope. mean, that's just everything that I 
I believe in and that the work I'm trying to do is really around all of that stuff that you just said so that's really lovely um there was a quote that I've written down that I got from um I think I think it's from the bit on your website about the big book of I'm awesome but I could be wrong so tell me if I'm wrong (laughs) but it's a quote from I'm just going to read it out it's a quote from um Stephen Prest field press field yes so it says most of us have two lives the life we live and the unlived life within us between the two stands resistance yeah um i mean i just thought that was perfect as a as a quote to sum up how how uh, so many people are and so many of us are and um yeah, it's, it's it's that sort of, it's going back to the sort of daydreaming that you sort of did as a child, you know, like, what do you want to be when you grow up and what do you want to do? And somewhere along the way, that sort of dreaming and exploratory sort of side of you get sort of bashed down and be sensible and be realistic and, you know, sort of do as you're told and be all boring like the grown-ups. Mm. And, you know, when you find yourself, I think so many people find themselves living one life you know sort of waking up one day and going whoa whoa how did I get here (laughs) yeah and you know and some people get completely out of touch with that sort of that daydreamy side you know that sort of imagine themselves singing on a stage or dancing or or whatever you know being a famous artist or something I think we've all got those Mm. those dreams and um and usually you know, the thing that we are meant to do is kind of what we imagined ourselves doing as a kid. Yeah. We've just got to sort of untangle the the programming and stuff like that. And, you know, the resistance from that quote um, is is all the sort of crap we've been told by everyone else. Mm. That voice in your head is never, you know, if you actually were to write down what that voice says all the time, if you wrote it down enough, you'd actually hear, oh, hang on that sounds like my mum or my yeah. grandma, you know, yeah. or that really horrible teacher, yeah. you know, that's, that's just stuff you've picked up and, and the resistance comes from not feeling like you've got permission to express yourself. Mm. Yeah. And so it's just all about coming back to, uh, you know, who you were before the world told you who you were supposed to be, you know, that yeah. old chestnut. Yeah, yeah, just just that little thing. Just that thing, yeah. <laughs> um, do you know um, Gretchen Rubin's work? Yes, I think so. Yeah, like the she, sort of four personalities. Yeah, the four tendencies. She also uh, has a book called The Happiness Project. and um okay. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Uh, it's kind of like a catalyst thing for me and sort of a lot of stuff that I was doing. But... Um, it just I just she just came to my mind because of what you said about um the thing that we really should be doing we really want to be doing is is what we thought about when we were a kid and um she uh has this thing that she sort of comes back to that the thing that you really want to be doing the thing that you love doing the things that bring you joy just you have to go back to what you loved doing when you were 10 yeah and there it'll be you know it'll yeah, be clear so- what you should be doing because it'll be the thing that you just naturally did, that instinctively you did, because yeah. that was who you were. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally, I agree. It was really funny, because um, I did her sort of, I can't remember what it what it's called, the sort of four personality four tendencies. The, the yeah. four tendencies, yeah. Yeah, so when I was struggling a bit, a bit like, oh, you know, I, I keep trying to do things, but 
keep doing the opposite mm. thing and I, I did her thing and, she, and it sort of came up that I was a rebel so yeah, it's like, oh. how did I guess that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like oh I'm screwed then because like even when I want to do something I'll still do the exact opposite so yeah like a depressing moment so oh god <laughs> yeah I have to say I so I'm like the one that's the complete opposite of the spectrum from the rebels so I yeah well I actually come up as an, an upholder and a questioner for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about I will put links to the the full tendency framework in the show notes so you can take the quiz for yourself it's a really short quiz it's quite a simple framework which is quite good it's very good <laughs> yeah but um yeah so as from where I come from it's like the rebels are the ones that I just don't understand at all I'm like I do not understand how you work <laughs> I don't think we do most <laughs> yeah I think that's it isn't it and it's about trying to find ways to to just work with that that spirit yeah. within you I guess um, yeah I just have to I've embraced full-on flow living because mm. you know there's no point in me scheduling something because what if I don't feel like doing it one day which is totally mm. again something I've had to work with the programming you know we are meant to be work nine to five and have a schedule and yeah. be yeah. you know and like literally I feel so claustrophobic if I have too much in my diary you know I yeah. know I need to do work yeah uh, but I have to like literally go with the flow and embrace that sort of flow living you yeah. know activity but yeah uh, I need to do that more because at the moment I, I put too much in my diary and I need to have less so I've got that space to you know dream and think of ideas and stuff like yeah. that play uh, play yeah exactly so you maybe maybe I should give control of my schedule over to you or something <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but yeah you've just owned it you just become a professional rebel so it's not um, not been easy though you know yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. put that on the table you know it yeah. totally goes against against everything that we're taught and even yeah. for a while when I sort of was trying this outfit on um you know I felt like I was having to sort of explain myself mm. or um really sort of um oh I can't think of the word but you know like sort of excuse myself yeah like yeah, you know yeah. weird but but now I'm just like you know what I'm like mama if you don't like me not not being a knob but you know <laughs> you, I'll make space for people that I bond with yeah. rather than having to sort of convince people to like me yeah, you know and why not like life's yeah. too short isn't it yeah um, and actually I just wanted to say I I love your your email autoresponder <laughs> is amazing. So Mary Claire has, if you send her an email, she has an email autoresponder that basically says, I hate reading emails and responding to emails. I'm probably doing something more fun. Um, and I was like, that's brilliant. Why don't I have that? <laughs> you have permission to not enjoy email. <laughs> yeah, and just, and just that really clear boundary that you've got for yourself there of like, no, I'm not going to feel like I have to reply to emails every day or worry about the fact that I've not replied to someone for a bit. Um, I just think that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I put my phone number on there. So like, yeah, exactly, if, yeah. If you need to speak to me, I'm here. But, you know, I just find... Again, you know, it's part of the journey. I, I realise that sitting in front of a computer is terribly draining for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why add to things that pull me down um, when I could be spending time doing things that mean I can then pass on good energy to people than, instead mm. of the opposite? <laughs> yeah, be your, be your best self, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah we, everyone's we... got permission to, to again, to tune into your body, going back to where we started. Mm. Sitting at my computer would feel like heavy and ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Mm. Brilliant. So, <laughs> well, I think it's probably time to start wrapping up our conversation. Um, quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's flown by, and I've so much we could talk about, but um, yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, okay. I think that's a good place to stop. So, I'm going to end by asking you the question that I ask everybody who comes on the show, and that is the two part question. And the first part is in your ideal vision of the future. What changes would you like to see people having made towards a more purposeful and holistic life? And then the second part of that is what small changes could people make right now if they wanted to move in that direction? Okay, well, to answer your first question, I think it would be going back to what we spoke about and start teaching some of this stuff in schools. Mm. Um, You know, the useful stuff. I'm not dissing algebra. I'm sure it has a use somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And same with, um, I don't know, I can't remember school feels like such a long time ago. <laughs> but really balance it out with how to be a human being yeah. and how to how to function in the real world and, you know, where you can be a kind person and a giving person and understand that, you know, we've all got this ego in our head that, you know, isn't us. Mm. I think realising that, you know, the voice in our head isn't us was like whoa really who who is that in there <laughs> yeah 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 and that we have multiple voices in our heads not to sound yeah. you know yeah but again you know if, if if you have then that is who you are as well you know like we said about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in the flaws that you talk about you yeah. know if you've if you've, got, if you've got a whole party up there you know just do what works for you and you know if you need to take medication <laughs> or you know yeah get the support for that you know that is cool too <laughs> but you know we all have sort of crazy conversations I always say you know if anyone heard the things going on in our the way we talk to ourselves yeah like... and, and how the different voices <laughs> contradict themselves or how you have a voice that isn't you but it is your mum and then another voice is your teacher and and like it's unpicking all of that you know that's sort of the multiple voices that we all have yeah So, yeah, I think learning all that sort of stuff would help us have a more positive future. Um, And sorry, can you repeat the second part of the question? Yeah, the second part is what small changes could people make right now if they wanted to move in the direction sort of that you've been speaking about in answer to the first part? Um, I guess... I guess if people are working on sort of the self-development stuff, just to be sort of open about that with people that they talk to you know not Mm. just your friends or you know the people who you talk to on podcasts or the podcasts that you listen to or blogs you read but you know amongst the people around you you know your sort of family and your children and Mm. um I think it's probably very important if you've got kids around you to you know I think a lot of people try and uphold this well I'm perfect and how I am and I think maybe it's important to show kids and your peers and and everyone that it's okay to not be perfect Mm. um and sort of to embrace your flaws because your quirks and your flaws and everything that actually make you interesting Mm -hmm. um because I think you know when people sort of they grow up and they leave home or you know they spend sort of quality time with people um I think if you're sort of led to believe that you're meant to be perfect and sort of flawless, that that's where the problems are. I think if everyone was just like, you know, 
I'm doing my best at work or I'm doing my best to be a, a you know a good parent today or I'm doing my best to be a good um boyfriend or girlfriend you know if, if, if we all sort of work out that we're all doing our best and share that we're trying our best um that I think you know that sort of vulnerability and sort of openness is I think sort of maybe the way to get there if we're not teaching yeah. that stuff in schools yet yeah yeah that's lovely oh thank you um thank you so much yeah do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want to kind of continue the conversation yes so um so probably the best sort of starting point would be my website Mm -hmm. um and you can sort of head to onto social and stuff like that Mm -hmm. from there so my website is www.professionalrebel.co.uk um professional rebel is all one word so no dots or slashes or anything Mm -hmm. in between that and yeah just go from there blogs events um social media um yeah yeah. I'm there. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, and I'll pop a link to that in the show notes so people can uh-huh. head straight there and find you. So, well, thank uh, you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me. It's been Yay. great. Thank you for listening to Create Shift. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to this conversation. I hope you found it useful, inspiring, supportive. I'd love to hear what you thought of it. Find me on Instagram at being underscore change. And if you are enjoying the podcast, remember to subscribe so that you can find out when there is a new episode straight away. Get it straight to your phone or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And I would love it so much if you would leave a rating or a review or both wherever you listen to your podcast if you are enjoying the show. And if you would share it with your friends, family, strangers you meet on the bus, that would be great. It's a huge help and helps other people to find the show. You can find all the show notes at being-change.com where you find links to all the resources mentioned in the episode as well. Thank you very much and I'll see you next time.